Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, good God. Today is another good day. Hi everyone, this is Arthur Pearlie Martin and I'm dropping in to talk about, you know I got to know, you know I got to know about those trust issues. Do you not know that trust issues <laughs> are really fear issues. We're getting ready to get into this. Yes, we're going in, we're going in, and we're going to dig deep. Uh, uh, we're, marriages are going to be set free. We're going to be set free. Um, the, the Bible tells us who the son set free is free indeed. So, hey, I guess I want to know. Are you ready? to be set free, because I don't know about you, but I am. We're getting ready to be set free from those fear factors, those fear issues that are, that's holding us captive, just keeping us from being able to be friendly, that's keeping us from being able to trust other people. You know how some of you out there, I hear you, some of you, some of you say, I don't trust people. I don't do people. I don't trust people. <laughs> but you know what? We're finna get delivered today. How many of you know that God is in the people business. It was for so God loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God is in the people. Okay, hold on. Wait a minute. We're getting ready to pray. I'm live on my podcast also. You guys, if you missed it here, if you want to just listen to it in your ear, um, turn over to my pod, tune into my podcast, Arthur Pearlie Martin on Anchor.fm or join us. Excuse me, one moment. Or join us on Spotify. If you can't catch us, excuse me, one second. If you can't get us on Spotify, under Spotify, uh, uh, look under Arthur Pearlie Martin on Anchor. Make sure you hit the subscribe uh, button. Also, we're on Google Pod. Google, uh, on your Google, do Google Pod Arthur Pearlie Martin, and then it's all going to come up and hit subscribe. That way, every time I do a video, it'll pop up on there. I'm on WordPress. That's my website. Okay, but we're getting ready to start right here and right now. I'm so glad that you guys are here with me today. I'm so glad, I'm so glad, I'm so glad I decided to come on live today because I want to make sure that those who don't have time to listen, some people like to see and some people like to hear, but we have got to expose some more of the devil's lies so that we can be free. So Father God, as we join together, here you are right here in the midst of us, Lord God, for you have said to us, where two or three are joined together, you are in the midst of us. Father God, we just thank you, Father. I ask that you anoint my lips and that you speak through me, Lord God, so that we can all be set free by your rhema word. Father God, give us a rhema word, Father. For you said those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, Lord God, will be filled. So we come before you, Father God, with an humble heart. You told us to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. Then we could resist the devil and he would have to flee. So, Father, we come to you today with an humble heart, saying, not our will, not our way, not our won't. Lord, feed us fresh manner. Freed us fresh manner again today so that we can be free. So we can jump another hurdle and we can walk by faith and we can grow from faith to faith and glory to glory. And, Father, give us ears to hear in the name of Jesus. Let those who have ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Um, Father God, and you say, we continue, uh, we continue your word that we are your disciples and we will know the truth and the truth will set us free. We are your disciples indeed. And we will know the truth and the truth will set us free, Father. We thank you that your word is true. We agree um, that your word is true, Father God. And as we hear your word, uh, we will surrender and yield to your word in Jesus' name. So we're getting ready to jump right on in here. Um, I want, we're going to, the title of it is um, Our Trust Issues. <laughs> I got some news for you. It's Fear Issues. How many of you know that? that uh, trust issues are fear issues. But how many of you know that God never, ever, ever, ever told us to put our trust in people? As a matter of fact, we're going to look at Jeremiah 17 and 5 NLT. I don't think I'm going to be before you very long, but it's really whatever the Lord says. I actually have to go back and listen to these videos because I don't know what all the Lord says. And so I go back and listen to it again myself. Okay, um, so Jeremiah 17 and 5 NLT tells us, this is what the Lord says. 
Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. Did you hear that? Let me read that again. This is Jeremiah 17, chapter 17, verse 5, New Living Translation. I'm, let me read it from the King James, New Tra- King James Version this time. Okay, it says, Thus says the Lord, Curse is the man who trusts in man and make flesh his strength, whose heart depends to depart from the Lord. Matter of fact, the Lord said we're cursed when we put our trust in other human beings. He said we're cursed when we put our trust in men. Why is this? Yes, we have been redeemed from the curse. But when we depart from the faith, then anything done outside of faith is sin, right? So when we stop trusting in God, then we start trusting in people. And that means that we're making that husband our God. We're making those children our God. We're making that person our God. God said, I'll have no other gods before me. But he said, curse are those who put their trust in me humans. And you know, we hear it all the time. Without trust, you ain't got nothing. Without trust, you ain't got nothing. <laughs> God never said to put our trust, our faith and trust in in him in imperfect human beings. As a matter of fact, he goes on and tells us to have no confidence in our own arm of flesh. So if God is telling me not to have confidence in my own arm of flesh or my own abilities, then truly he's not telling me to have trust in another person's ability. And when we're not trusting in the Lord, we're trusting in our own flesh abilities. And we're leaning to our own understanding, which is living opposite to what God's word says. And anytime we live opposite to what God's word says, then we're, we're sinning. Anything done outside of faith is sin, right? That's an unbelieving heart. When I don't believe what God say, then I, then I build my own God. Then I become a God unto my own self. Then when my way is right and I don't care about what God's way is, then I become a God unto myself. I have departed from God's way of thinking. When we start leaning to our own understanding, Proverbs 3 and 5 through 6, English Standard Version, it tells us, he says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. He said, trust in him with all your heart. Don't be half-hearted. Don't be double-minded because being double-minded is having divided loyalty. Okay, he said, but trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. How many of you know that trust is uh, 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 is uh, related to fear? Trust is connect. Distrust is connected to fear. So when we're saying we don't trust people, we don't do people. I don't trust my husband. I don't trust my kids. I don't trust them. Well, you know what? You and the, yeah, good because God said you don't never have to trust them. Matter of fact, he said, curse is he when you put your trust in another human being. God says, trust in the Lord. Our trust is supposed to be in the Lord. And I'm telling you, I know for a fact, I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you what I've experienced, what God has has done in my own individual life. I am testifying to you. He said, we overcome by the word of our testimony and the blood of our lamb. And I'm testifying to you that God's word is true. That when you put your trust in the Lord, because remember he said, he told us in Matthew, he said, there's nothing hidden that will not be revealed. That whatever is spoken in secret will be shouted from the housetop, right? Everything done in the dark will come to the light, right? Isn't that what he said? He says that everything done in the dark will come to the light. Luke 12, 2 and 3. That those secret things will be uncovered and the truth will come forth. And God's thoughts about every behavior and action will be vindicated. Everything done in the dark. Let me read another translation. Everything done in the dark. Luke 8, 17. Let's see if we can get a better, better version. Luke 8, 17. Let me see what version we have here. Give me one moment. So the reason we don't have to worry, we can our trust is in the Lord and not in people because if there's anything that God wants us to see, if there's anything, I'm telling y'all live like this. <laughs> if there's anything God wants us to see, if there's anything God wants us to know, <laughs> he'll let us know. And this is the scripture I bring to his remembrance. Luke 8, 
17. Let me find us a version we're familiar with. English Standard Version. It says, For nothing is hidden that will not be made manifested, nor is any anything secret that will not be made known and come to light. So this is why we don't have to uh we don't have to walk around with an evil suspicion, not trusting people, because he never told us to trust people anyway. But when we say I don't trust people, we're not saying it in a bad way. We're saying I'm not supposed to trust in people. Um, I don't have to worry about what you do or don't do. I don't have to worry about what you say or don't say because God is for me. God is with me. God has my back. And anything that I need to know because my trust is completely in him, he will make it known. He will make it known to me. So we don't have to walk around in evil suspicion because how many of you know that when we're, when we're distrustful, what happens is that's fear. Trust issues are fear issues. That's the name of my title. <laughs> trust issues are fear issues. So really when we're saying I don't trust, what we're saying is I'm afraid to trust people. And that's okay. God never said for us to trust people, but he don't want us to be afraid. Our faith and trust is to be in the Lord. I'm telling you, I'm telling, I could tell you some stories of how God has revealed and exposed some things that I needed to know um, because my faith and my trust was in the Lord. And how many of you know that he said those who put their trust in him, that he will not cause us to be ashamed. Those who put their trust in the Lord, the Bible says he will not cause us to be ashamed. Psalms 118, 5 through 11, New King James Version says, I called on the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a broad place. The Lord is on my side, Psalms 118, verse 6. I will not fear. How many of you know we say it all the time? For Romans is an 828. If God before you, who can be against you? What does that mean? Well, he's telling us again here in Psalms 118 and 6. He says, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. And so if you're really believing that the Lord is on your side, why are you afraid? If you're really believing that the Lord is for you. If you really believe that the Lord is for you, then you can also believe that God is going to vindicate you. He's going to make Everything done, everything uh, uh, smoking in secret is going to be shouted from the housetop. It's going to be revealed. Everything done in the dark is going to be made manifest by the light. There is a time and a season <laughs> for everything. I'm telling you, one day I'll be able to tell you my testimony. But I am telling you, I'm here to testify to you that those who put their trust in the Lord, he will not cause you to be ashamed. I'm telling you. I have tried them for myself. I have tasted and saw for myself that the Lord is good. Okay, so we're going to finish here. Psalms 118, we're going to go to uh, verse uh, 6. The Lord is on my side, for if God be for me, who can be against me, right? And he said, I will not fear. I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not going to fear because God is on my side. I don't have to fear what they say about me. I don't have to fear if they try to betray me. I don't have to. You know what? Jesus knew who Judas was. <laughs> he knew who Judas was. He was not intimidated by him. He let him hang around him. He Yes, he understood his purpose. And that, you know what? That's what happened. When people come into my life, the first thing I ask, Lord, why am I here? Lord, why are they here? I need to know because God is a God of purpose. You know, what are they sent on assignment for? I've had witches come. I have Jezebel come into my life. I knew they were Jezebel. I knew they were witches. Um, But it's kind of like the Apostle Paul. Remember when the witch followed him? These are the sons of the Most High God. You know, what she was saying was true, but the spirit was false. I've had witches follow me. I knew what they were. I I know some Jezebels now. I know exactly who they are, right? But when the time and the season is right, then the Holy Spirit will let me deal with them. But you know what? Some people really want to repent. So we can't be so quick to cut people off because we do just like the witch. When the time was right, the apostle Paul turned and he dealt with the witch and she got delivered and she became a follower of Jesus Christ. So uh, we always remember and know because the devil is nothing to fear. The devil is defeated. How many of you know the devil is defeated in Jesus is Lord? So no, 
I don't have to worry. We don't have to worry about the devil. The devil need to be worried about us. We don't have to worry or be fearful of witches and warlocks and Jezebels and Ahabs and Saul's. We don't have to be uh, concerned about none of that. They need to be concerned about us because when we really know and believe in our heart that greater is he that's within me than he that's in the world, that anti-spirit that's in the world, who is there to fear? When we really believe in our heart, I'm telling you, God is going to release me to tell it. I'm telling you, when you know that God is for you and you believe it in your heart, to the pure, all things are pure. When we have a pure heart, that's a heart that's filled with faith. That's a heart that has no doubt. That's a heart that believes God with all their heart, all their mind, and all their might. To the pure, all things are pure. Because a pure heart is just a heart that just believes God. They read the word and they just believe. A pure heart is a good ground heart. They read the word, they hear the word, they receive the word, they act on the word, and they bring forth fruit. Isn't that what the parable of the sower says? So to the pure, all things are pure. You're going to believe it. That's just what it is. We're not adding anything to it. We're not taking anything away from it. How many of you know that there's no buts in God? But this is where these trust issues, they, you know, the world says, without trust, you ain't got nothing. No, without God, you ain't got nothing. Because I'm going to tell you right now, that imperfect husband or that imperfect wife or those imperfect children or those just imperfect people, period, they're going to do some imperfect things. And I'm telling you, If your faith and trust is in people, and I don't mean that in a bad way, I'm just saying God said not to do it. Because when we put our faith and trust in people, we take our faith and trust out of Jesus. And that's the foolish man building his house on sand. I'm expecting my husband to make some mistakes. I'm expecting my children to make some mistakes. I am expecting my friends to make some mistakes. I'm expecting people to make some mistakes. The reason I'm expecting that is because none of us, I'm expecting myself to make some mistakes. Why? Because we're not perfect and none of us have arrived. So why are we so let down and disappointed when imperfect people do imperfect things? I'm not justifying. I'm just trying to bring us to a place where we realize and understand that if we always keep our hope and our faith and the trust in the Lord, we won't, our hope deferred makes the heart sick. Our heart won't be sick because our heart, our hope will be in the Lord. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when a promise comes, it brings life or something, the proverb says. But when our hope is in the Lord, we don't have to worry about having being depressed or sad or oppressed because we're not going to be disappointed. How many of you know that God, he cannot disappoint us, that God cannot tell a lie? We don't have to be afraid to trust people. He never told us to trust people. He said, have no confidence and um, when we put our trust in men, curse is the person who puts his trust in the, in man. I'm going to see if I can get through Psalms 118, 5 through 9 without stopping. Okay. New King James Version. It says, I called on the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a broad place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? What can man do to me? He can lie, persecute, do whatever. But in the end, it's not going to work. This is why we say no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against us in judgment shall be condemned for this is the heritage of the saints. People, people can't curse people. You know, uh, you can't curse those as blessed. Okay. You can try, you can speak it, whatever, but no weapon formed against us are going to prosper. You cannot curse what God has blessed, but we can curse ourselves. When we don't do what God say do, then we cur- we open ourselves up to the curse. We open ourselves up to sin. When we open ourselves up to sin, sin is part of the curse, right? The wages of sin is death. Yes, we are under grace, but let's get this right. Let's get this what the word says. Should we continue to sin because we are under grace? God forbid, the Bible says, right? Hold on one second. I hope you guys can hear me. 
Should we continue to sin because we under, we're under grace? God forbid. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Right? You know what the word tells us? So just because we're under grace, the wages of sin is death. Period. Save or unsaved. The Bible says whoever we yield our members to, that's who we're subject to. So if we yield our members to righteousness, then we're subject to God. If we live up, yield our members to unrighteousness, then we're a servant of the enemy. Right? So if we walk in the spirit, the Bible says we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Okay? And that's for anyone. So we've been redeemed from the curse. But when we sin, anything done outside of faith is sin. When we do stuff without trusting God, when we do stuff without hearing from God, when we're just doing stuff because everybody else is doing it, and we have not consulted with God, anything done outside of faith is sin. Let's make sure that that's what God is saying for you to do. We can't be doing stuff just because everybody else is doing it, because just because it's okay for you to do may not be, it's, it's okay for me to do. So we need to, even with this coronavirus shot stuff, we need to stop it. Because everything is a, hold on, wait a minute. Let me finish. There's no condemnation in it. What I'm saying is everything is according to faith, right? So if this person is, if it's against their conviction to do this, then that's between their, their God. You know, everything is according to our faith. Jesus would always say, according to your faith, let it be done unto you. You know, but I'm trying to get with the subject here. I'm trying to finish. Let me see if he'll let me get through Psalms 118.59. I'm excited about this new King James version. It says, I called on the Lord in distress. I'm going to try it one more time. The Lord answered me and set me in a broad place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what can man do to me. The Lord is for me amongst those who help me. When pe- those that are helping me, that's the Lord using them to help me. Okay, therefore I shall see my desires on those who hate me. It is better, Psalms 118.8 says, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It's better to trust in the Lord than put confidence in your husband. When your husband is your source, I promise you, you're going to be disappointed. You're going to be let down. But it's not the end of the world. When your wife is your source, when all your confidence and hope is in your wife, when all your confidence and hope is in your children, when all your confidence and hope is in people and it's not in Jesus, I promise you, somewhere along the way, they're going to let you down. Why is this? Because people aren't perfect, okay? And that's why. It don't mean that they're bad people. It just means that people aren't perfect. And this is why we're so shattered and we're so crushed and we feel so betrayed when people don't do what we expect them to do, when our spouses don't say what we expect them to say, or our spouses don't do what we expect them to do, because we're we're so shattered, and we say, well, I don't trust them, and God is saying, good, because I never told you to, but when I, when I say that, I don't mean that you go around being all, having evil suspicions, Because God said, I need you to cast down those old evil imaginations and those thoughts that exalt itself against the knowledge of God because love thinketh no evil. 2 Corinthians, is it 1 Corinthians 13? Love thinketh no evil, but it believes all things. So when you say you don't trust your spouse, what does that mean? That you're always thinking evil things about them? Don't you know that your fear is activating your faith? What did Job say? The thing that I feared the most, that's what came upon me. And when we speak in these curses over our spouse, speaking these curses over our children, speaking these curses over each other, and then when we go out and do it, you say, see, I told you they was going to do that. Yes, you spoke it. Your faith activated it. Like Job, Job said, the thing I feared the most has come upon me. Don't let your fears activate your faith. It's If you can learn to trust, if we can trust in the Lord, we can rest in the Lord. When we can learn to trust in the Lord, we can. that's when we can begin to rest in the Lord. Lean not to your own understanding, he tells us, but in all your ways. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. I'm telling you, when I was going through some things with my marriage, one of the things I had to say was, God is for me. God is for me. God is for, it kept me stable. It kept me unmovable and it caused me to be able to abound in the things of the Lord. It kept me steadfast. And because I tied my emotions to the Lord, I didn't have to flip every time they flipped. 
when they didn't do the right thing, it didn't kept, it didn't take me off guard. You want to know why? Because my faith and trust was not in him. My faith and trust says whatever is wrong, God will make it right because God is for marriage and God is for me. My faith and trust is not in my husband. My faith and trust is not in my children. It's not in, it's not in man. My faith and trust is in the Lord because I'm telling you, I am telling you, I'm telling you, you know, he said, we, we overcome by the word of our testimony. I'm testifying to you. I'm testifying to you that the word of God is true and that his word does work. And that when we put our trust in him, we can trust him with our children. You don't, don't worry about what they're doing and what they're not doing. I'm telling you, keep your faith and trust in the Lord and pray the word. Pray the word of God and whatever, find, I always, this is what I, I put on Facebook today. When you find the word, find the action verb. Because the verb, that's our part. That's our part to do. Faith without works is dead. The verb is the works. It says, Acts 16, 31 says, if you believe, not only shall you be saved, but your house, right? Okay, so what's the verb? My part is to believe. <laughs> I have to believe that because I'm saved, not only will God save me, but he has promised to save my household too. So that's my part. When you find the word, when you find the word, find the verb. The verb is the work. Proverbs 3, uh, okay, I'm trying to finish. I'm getting ahead of myself. Psalms 118 verse 8. Okay. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than put to put confidence in princes. Our confidence is not in our government system. Our confidence is not in what they will do or what they won't do. These trust issues are connected to the to your fear issues. Trust issues are fear issues. God said to put our trust in the Lord, to love the Lord thy God with all our heart, our mind, our soul, with every part of our being. And when we love God with everything in us, there's no room for anything else. So this trust issue, which is a fear issue, is causing torment in the marriage. I don't trust him. So guess what fear does? The Bible tells us that God has not given us a spirit of fear. So when you don't trust, then you have fear. And once again, I'm not talking about trusting in the person. I'm talking about trusting in the Lord. How, what are you saying? I'm saying trust in Romans, um, Romans 8 and 28, that because God is for me, nothing or no one can be against me, right? Because God is for, for us. Because God is for us. Who can stand against us? Not, nothing or no one can stand against us when God is for us. That Romans 8, 28. Romans 8 and 31. That's what that is. Romans 8 and 28, I believe is um, that all things are working together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose, right? So when we love God, we're going to trust God. We have to love God to trust God. And all of this comes out of what? Relationship, relationship, relationship. Because we cannot love a God who we do not see. We cannot love a God who we do not know. But I'm telling you, Psalms 118, 5 and 9, that's a good scripture to stand on for trust issues. When the devil comes in with fear, the Lord is saying, I called on the Lord in distress. You don't have to... You don't have you don't have to be following your husband. You don't have to be looking at his cell phone. You don't have to be doing that to your spouse. You don't have to be doing that to nothing or no one. When our faith and trust is in the Lord, that's when we are able to rest in the Lord. To rest in the Lord is to have faith in the Lord. The Bible tells us to the pure all things are pure. To the pure all things are pure. How many of you know that God is not only with us, but God is, is for, uh, for us, but God is with us. Joshua 1 and 9. Let's look at Joshua 1 and 9. Give me one moment here. That God is for us. God is with us. 
Who is there to fear when God is with us? Who is there to fear when God himself, God is, and, and, and know this, remember this too, we need to remember this. And, and this is something I always say because this is something we have to get into our heart. That God is not just for us, but God is in us. Psalms, um, Joshua 1 and 9 says, I have, have I not commanded you? Joshua 1 and 9, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be frightened by what your husband's going to do, by what your spouse is going to do, by what they're going to do or what they're not going to do. Your, our focus should be on the Lord and our faith should be in the Lord. And when our focus and our faith is in the Lord, that's when we can be steadfast, immovable and always abounding in the things of the Lord. And I'm not talking about that from a religious point of view where we just try to pretend like nothing is going on. So we just feel ourselves, you know, uh, so busy at church, but don't have no ministry at home. Excuse me one second. One second, please. We're not using church as a sedative or as a religious thing, but we're doing the work. Our purpose for Seeking first the kingdom of God is not so we can drown out and pretend like nothing is going on. No, it's a sincere relationship. The seek is sincere. Our heart, we have to be intentional on every part of the word of God. We can't pick and choose what we want to do. We can't say, okay, well, I'll be nice to this person because they ain't did nothing to me, but I can't be nice to that person. No, we have to trust the Lord with all our heart. With all our heart, with everything. He never told us to trust your husband. He never told us to trust your kids, trust your spouse. He never told you to trust your pastor, to trust nobody. But you, when your trust is in the Lord, you won't be filled with evil suspicion. When we're filled with evil suspicion, always thinking evil, always thinking somebody's up to somebody, something. That is the spirit of fear in operation, trying to, oh, we got to protect ourselves. That's the job of the Holy Spirit. That there's nothing hidden that will not be made exposed or manifested by the light. There's nothing that's done in secret that won't be made known. Isn't that what he told us? I'm telling you, I live by that scripture. And it keeps me in perfect peace. I didn't always, but I had to learn how to. Because fear, let me tell you what happens. When you put your, oh, well, I don't trust them. I don't, have, I don't trust them. Well, okay, but the way you're saying it is you don't trust them, you fear them. And God don't want fear to have no place in us because fear is a spirit. We don't have to trust people. We're supposed to trust Jesus. Joshua 1 and 9, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. He says, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be frightened. And that's what happens when we don't have, when we call them trust issues. Trust issues are fear issues. I'm afraid of people. I'm a, I have to protect myself. They're going to hurt me. Everything that you're saying is the job of the Holy Spirit. And when we put our trust in the Lord, some people won't get married. Oh, I'm afraid to trust them because last time I got with a man, they did this. What does that have to do with anything? God never said for you to trust them. He said, those who put their trust in men, curse are you. Our trust is supposed to be in the Lord Jesus Christ. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him. To lean means to depend. Leaning is, is only time to to. You know, when I'm sitting up straight, this feels comfortable. But if I go to lean, if I was trying to talk to you the whole time like this, this is an uncomfortable position. But if I have someone here to lean on, if if I had some the Lord, my husband, whoever is here to lean on, it's a comfortable position. I trust them. They're not going to let me fall. God said, I need you to lean. Don't lean on your own understanding. I need you to acknowledge me. God wants us to lean on him, to acknowledge him, to depend on him. And when our faith and trust is in him, what people do won't bother you. 
Mm-mm. Yep. Hold on. Wait a minute. I said it. Go back and watch some prior episodes about how not to make other people issues your own issues. How not to take on the offense. This podcast is really good for relationships. It's excellent for marriages. I've had to practice everything that I sit here and tell you. I'm tell- Really what I'm doing is I'm testifying to you about things that the Lord has done for me. I'm talking about my testimony. This, I'm really giving you my testimony. Psalms 112 and 7 says, He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. When you're trusting in the Lord, you won't fear bad news. You want to know why? Because you're going to know that God is for me. I'm telling you, I had some bad news. I'm telling you, I had some bad, I had some divorce papers served to me. I didn't even know I was getting a divorce. Lord Jesus. But you know what? I didn't have to fear the bad news. You want to know why I didn't have to fear the bad news? Because you know what I said? Romans 8 and 31. God is for me. And God is for marriage. There was no reason for this. It was demonic. It was straight up witchcraft. It was demonic. Okay? One day I pray I can write a book about it. But it was straight up demonic. And I had to love them through it. How many of you know that love overcomes evil? I'm telling you. We have to work the word because the word works, okay? The Bible says, do not be overcome by evil. In other words, that's why God says, vengeance is mine and I will repay. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Because love overcomes evil. In other words, God is love and God overcomes the evil devil. Love overcomes evil. And when we put our faith and trust in the Lord, his love, love never fails. We win every time the fight is already fixed. God is saying, I just need you to trust me. I need you to trust me. I need you. I don't need you trying to figure out nothing. That's what the problem is. We trying to figure out stuff. Lean not to your own understanding. Quit trying to figure out stuff. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge me. How many of you know that we have a part to play? Okay, in this verse, our part is to acknowledge God. Our part is to ask God for wisdom. Acknowledge him in all our ways. We're not to just sit there and just do nothing. If, and let You know, whatever the scriptures say, do, that's what we're supposed to do. Because faith without works is dead and we have a part in this. So the scripture says, um, lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge me. And I will direct your path. Our part is to acknowledge the Lord. Not don't quit. Give up our way and stop trying to figure it out. Quit because the wisdom of men is foolishness to the Lord. Quit trying to figure it out. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge God. Go before Him, ask Him for His wisdom and His promise. My part, the works, the works in that verse. You know, faith without works. So we're standing on that verse. Our works is to not lean to our own understanding. Don't try to figure it out. And our works is to acknowledge God, go to him, ask him for wisdom. Lord, I need your wisdom in this situation. You told me and I, if I acknowledge you, that you would direct my path. His promise to us, after we've done our part, which is to not lean to our own understanding and, and acknowledge him in all our ways, his promise to us in that scripture verse is that he has promised to direct our path. When we go and ask God for wisdom, he promised to direct our path. He promised to give it to us. He promised not to rebuke us or to make us feel stupid for asking him something that we don't know. He promised, that's his promise to us, that when we acknowledge him, he would direct us. But God, God is not a genie. Sometimes our faith is in limbo because we're not doing the works. And we don't know what the works is. Joshua 1 and 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. That's our works. When you find a word, find the verb. <laughs> the word, the action verb, the verb is going to be the works. When you read a Bible verse, look for the verb. Look for the action verb, because a lot of times people don't know what the works are. Excuse me. When you find the word, find the verb. Mark 5, 36. It says, but overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the rulers of the synagogue, do not fear, only believe. Because I'm telling you, when we have trust issues, we're going to fear. 
And the reason we're going to have fear is because we're not believing. We're got we're not you can't have uh fear fear and and faith at the same time. Fear, doubt. Doubt doubting God is not believing God. Okay? So they both can't work together. And when we're saying, well, I don't trust him. Oh, they did this and they said this. It doesn't matter what they did or what they said. What you need to be focusing on, I'm telling you, I did this. I'm telling you, God's word worked. This is what I had to do. When I was being betrayed, when I was being persecuted, when I was being lied on, when all these evil things was coming upon me to test my faith, because that's what tests and trials are for, to test our faith, to show us if our faith is genuine, the word says. So I understood and I understood the fight. Ephesians 6 and 12 tells us we're not wrestling against flesh and blood people. So when people are doing evil things, saying evil things, our spouse is doing evil things, saying evil things, quit taking it personal. They're showing you what's inside of them by what's coming out of them. It gives you a greater sense. Now you know what to pray. Now you know what to bind. We have the word of God is our weapon. And if we don't use it skillfully, it's not it's going to be ineffective. And the devil is going to be ruling and reigning, raging havoc in our lives. So when someone says something evil to you, instantly you know that's the devil speaking to you. So what I say, because we have to use the word, the word of God is our weapon of warfare. It's not carnal, but it's mighty in God to the pulling down the stronghold. What I say is, devil, not today. I bind you. You cannot use them. And I say it out loud. You cannot use them and I will not tolerate you. You have to go in Jesus name. That's using the weapon because whatever we bind on earth, that's our works. Our part in that scripture is to bind. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed. Binding and loosing. That's the work. Wherever you find the word, find the verb. Now, excuse me. Now, when we go back, from now on, when we start reading the word, look for the verb. Because faith without works is dead. And some of our faith is laying in limbo because we don't know how what works go with the faith. And so we're thinking God is just a genie and it's just going to happen. Well, the reason it's not happening because without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? And, with the, and um, faith without works is dead. So we don't have, have any works to what the scriptures say, then it's not going to manifest. Mark 5, 36. But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the rulers of the synagogue, do not fear, only believe. What's the works? What's the works in that verse? What's our part? Our part is to not fear, but to believe. That's the works. Don't fear, but believe. Now, when we put, that's our works. Okay, I read Mark 5.36. I believe Mark uh, 5.36. Now I'm going to do what it says. Be ye doers of the word, not hearers only, lest you deceive yourself. So how do I do this word? My part in this verse is to do not fear, but only believe. I don't have to fear. I don't have to be, I, I don't have to have uh, fear what uh, this person is going to do. I don't have to be afraid of what that person is going to say. I don't be sober and be alert. The Bible say, because your adversary, the devil is your adversary, the devil. How many of you know that people is not your problem, but you got trust issues with flesh and blood people. Yes. The devil used people. This is true, but don't let your fight be against the people. Let your fight be against the demon. Have compassion on the person, bind the devil, command it to loose the person. That's our works. We don't have to fear witches, warlocks, Jezebels, Ahab. We say greater is he that's within me. Our body is the temple. Remember what that scripture says? Because God is for us. God is for us. Let me go back to it. Psalms 118, 5 and 9. It says, the Lord is my is on my side. I will not fear. Can you say this with me? Repeat this. Psalms 118, 5 and 9. It says, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. We don't have to deal with trust issues. Because distrust is fear. Fear issues. Trust issues is fear issues. And we need to call it, we need to identify the demon. Okay. Demons have personalities. (laughs) 
Demons manifest themselves through the works of the flesh, Galatians 5, 19 and 20, where it talks about the works of the flesh, but the spirit manifests himself through the fruits of the spirit. That's the characteristics of Christ. Demons manifest themselves through the works of the flesh, Galatians 5, 19 and 20. And these are the works of the flesh. This, when you see this happening, that's the devil manifesting through our flesh, witchcraft, envy, uh, covetousness. Those are the works of the flesh. That's the characteristics of the enemy. Well, let, when we understand the fight, we won't take on the offense. But we will tell the devil what to do because Jesus has given us his authority and his power in the earth. And the way we use his authority and power in the earth is when we speak the word. Every time we speak the word, we swing the sword. Right? Because the word is the sword of the spirit. When we talk about the putting on the full armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the belt of truth, having our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel and the sword of the spirit. The sword, the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God is the sword. And every time we speak the word, we swing the sword. We stick them with the sword. That's the fight we're fighting. We're fighting the good fight of faith. We shouldn't be fighting and fussing and cussing each other because of fear. Because trust issues are fear issues and fear has to do with torment. And when you're not trusting your spouse, trusting your kids or trusting anybody else, you're going to be walking around all the time with this evil suspicion. Always being suspicious of people. You don't have to be suspicious of people. Our part is to trust in the Lord. And when we're trusting in the Lord, we are being sober and we are being alert because the closer we draw to God, the more sensitive we become to things that's not like God. You see how that works? When we walk in the spirit, he said, you won't even fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's how powerful we don't have to focus on the devil. We can focus on God and God will let us know when the devil is near us. Because the closer we get to him, the keener our ability to discern. The more we study the truth, we'll be able to recognize a lie. I'm not saying we're not be ignorant of the devil devices because we're not. But when we recognize who God is, we'll recognize who the devil is because we'll know what God is. When we know who God is, we'll know what God ain't. Forgive me for using it, but I'm just putting it as simple as I can. So we're going to put our faith and trust in the Lord. It's not in the world system. It's not in... Uh, we don't have our confidence in people. We don't have our confidence in the government. We don't have our confidence in our spouse, our children, or none of that. Because when we remember, Jeremiah 17 and 5 says, Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in another man and make flesh his and make flesh his strength. In other words, have an ability in your own strength. Whose heart depart from the Lord? Because when we quit trusting in the Lord, then we start having faith and confidence in our own ability. When we quit trusting in the Lord, then we start having faith and trust in our spouse. We start having faith and trust in our children. We start having faith and trust in people. That's why I don't teach self-esteem. This is why I don't teach self-confidence. Why? Because God said we must decrease so he can increase. And it's not about having confidence in ourselves. He said, curse is the man who trusts in man and who makes flesh his own, his strength. We're not supposed to have, uh, have our strength in other people. Our faith is supposed to be in resting in the Lord. But when our faith and confidence is in man, if man fall, we fall. But when our faith and confidence is in the Lord, I'm telling you, I feel strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I really do. I feel strong on the inside. He will strengthen us in our inner man. It says, who hearts depart? Don't let your heart depart from the Lord. Because when we quit having faith and trust in God, we put our faith in whatever. When our faith is not in God, we need to look and ask ourselves, what is my faith in? Because I'm telling you, the way you can tell when your faith and trust is in the Lord is when you won't have any fear. Perfect love casts out fear. When we have faith and confidence in God's love for us, we can say Psalms 118, 5 through 9, the Lord is on, I called on the Lord in my distress. And I'm telling you, I called on the Lord in my distress, in my time of trouble, in my time of tribulation. I had to call on the Lord. And the Lord, guess what? He answered me. And then guess what the Lord I said, the Lord is on my side. God is for me. Psalm 6 says, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. 
when we know that the Lord is on our side, we don't have to fear. But not only is the Lord on our side, but the Spirit of God is on the inside of us. I'm going to stop here one second because I want to say something. And I'm just going to pause just for a second because I really need us to get this. I really, really need us to get that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. We say that. But do you really, really know what that means? I'm just going to stop right here for a minute. Because I want us to meditate on it. I want us to meditate on the fact that the spirit of the living God is on the inside of us. God is not just with us. Can can we get that? I'm just going to pause for one second. The spirit. Can you say this with me? God's spirit lives on the inside of me. That God is not just with me, but God is in me. And because God is in me, this is why we say, John 4 and 4, greater is he that's within me than he that's in the world. 1 Corinthians six nineteen tells us, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Write that down. Go, go read that. Read 1 Corinthians I hope 6. Read that whole 6th chapter. 1 Corinthians six nineteen. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? You don't have to fear what your spouse do or don't do. You don't have to go through his phone. You don't have to wonder if he's even cheating. The Holy Spirit, let me tell you what. You don't have to wonder if they up to no, you don't have to do none of that. The Holy Spirit, I'm telling you what I know. The Holy Spirit, he would God would do exactly what he said. That whatsoever is done in dark, it will come to the light. That's God's promise to us. Sometimes things aren't being manifested to us because we're not spiritually mature. We might can't handle it. So don't go looking for stuff. Whatever God wants, you, if I could, one day I'm be able to tell you the story, the whole story. Luke 8, 17 tells us, for there is nothing, I want you to hold on to this. I want you to hold on to it. The next time you start feeling afraid, Next time you find, well, I don't trust my husband. Because see, let me tell you what that's doing when you have that attitude towards your spouse. It's causing fear and torment in you. And that fear and torment that's inside of you is tormenting your spouse. And so whether they're doing anything or not, it's going to torment them. And this is why you have all this torment in your marriage. And I tell people all the time that if you're going to forgive a person, the only way you're going to be able to live with them is is if you forgive them. Because if not, what the devil is going to do, because in order to hold on to unforgiveness, the devil has to constantly be repeating it and and saying this thing in your mind over and over again. And how many of you know that your body will do what your mind tell it to? So while you're rehearsing, while he's rehearsing the verse, and you're not casting down those evil imaginations and those thoughts that's exalting itself against the word of God, that's spiritual warfare, okay, by the way. And we're not exalting uh, 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 tearing down those minds. We're just sitting there and we're listening to the devil talk to us. You want to know how you know when the devil is talking to us when our attitude is bad, bad. Listen to what's coming out of you and we can know what's inside of us. Let's not sit up and fellowship with the devil. Let's not sit up and let him have his conversation talk about us. I'm not talking about through other people. I'm saying in our mind. If he's up here putting these negative thoughts, oh, they're out doing this, they're doing that. And you say this, when the devil comes to you to try to make you, uh, try to torment you, because that's what fear does. Just tell him, Luke 8, 17, I'm telling you, I use these scriptures. The word of God is our weapon. When the devil comes with the word, you have to come with the word. I like to tell people we are in a word war. If you want peace in your life, let me tell you, if you want peace in your house, if you want peace in your heart, if you want peace inside of you, because real peace is on the inside. It's not on the outside. Jesus said that the peace that I give you is not from the world. The peace that God gives us is past all under natural human being understanding. You don't feel... uh, Things on the outside might not all be all right, but you can have things right on the inside when we put our mind on the Lord. How do we put our mind on the Lord? Well, on his word, God and his word is one, right? So we can meditate on the word 
matter than on God's word, matter, rather than sitting up and letting the devil talk to us and put his negative words in there. We have to cast down those evil imaginations. We have to bring those evil thoughts in obedience to what the word of God is saying. You know, when the devil came with the word with Jesus, Jesus came back with the word. So when the devil comes with these so-called trust issues that what y'all like to call it, but for real is fear issues. Cause God never told us to trust people. Um, Luke 8, 17 says, for there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed. Now, this is God's word. This is him. This is what he's saying. And nothing concealed that will not be made known or brought out into the open. That's his promise to us. So why? You don't have to go around looking in the phone. You don't have to go around doing this. You don't have to go around following people. We don't have to do none of that. I'm, I'm talking to married people right now. We don't have to do none of that. Whatever's done in the dark, God said he will make it known, Luke 8, 17. So you can rest in the Lord and you can be kind to your spouse. Because if there's anything that's not right, but when you put your faith and trust in the Lord, remember Psalms, I'm going to have to go because I'm running out of time. But when the devil come to try to make you want to go look in the phone, go follow your spouse, do all this stupid stuff. Remember Luke 8 and 17. For all that is secret will eventually be brought into the open and everything that is concealed will be brought to light and made known to all. Um, Not just your spouse, but with anybody and dealing with people, period. Whatever's done in the dark, because God's main concern is getting people from, from darkness to light. He don't want us to be sitting up focusing on evil thinking about evil thoughts all the time, having evil imaginations and and all this kind of stuff. Don't worry about it. Your goal is to reconcile this person back to Christ. Our goal in this whole situation is to love the, the hell out of them. Love overcomes evil. God is love and he overcomes evil. And it's gonna draw or sin. That's what's gonna happen. Because the anointing is gonna destroy the yoke. It's gonna draw them or send them. I'm getting ready to have to get off of here. But I want to leave you with Luke 8 and 17. Please stand on that verse. That's going to help with those fear issues. They're not trust issues. They're fear issues. Remember, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Remember Jeremiah 17 and 5. Curses the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart depart from the Lord. Because when we're trusting in people, we're not trusting in God. Um, remember Proverbs 3 and 5 trust in the Lord with all your heart do not lean to your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge God and you direct your path remember Psalms 118 5 through 9 it's, uh, 5 through 8 it's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man and everyone who is pure uh, the pure in heart people who are pure in heart they don't just sit up and see negative evil things all the time because when your heart is pure, your heart is filled with faith. So when we're standing on the word of God, that's having a pure heart. And we're just trusting in him and him alone. We're trusting that if there's anything I need to know, that God will bring it to light. If there's any secret thing that I need to hear, I'm, t- I'm telling you. I'm testifying to you. I'm telling you, this happened for me. I use the word. We have to be intentional with it. I'm getting ready to have to go. I'm going to end it. I'm going to read this whole Psalms. 118, 5 through 9, New King James Version. I called on the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a broad, a broad place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is for me amongst those who help me. Therefore, I shall see my desire on those who hate me. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes or governments or in this world system. I want to leave you with that. And I just want to remind you, Father God, we just thank you that our faith and our trust is in you, Father. Father, we repent right now. We repent for having trust issues, for putting our trust in people, for putting our trust and confidence in our spouse, for putting our trust and confidence in ourselves, for putting our trust and confidence in our children and in people. Because you said curse is a person that does that because when we have our faith and confidence in people, we're not trusting in Jesus. And Father, therefore we repent because we did not know these things. We repent because you never told us to trust people. You never told us to even trust ourselves in our own ability. So, Father, we surrender and we say we sorry for the times for not trusting you, Lord God. 
We say we sorry for departing from you and doing things on our own. We say we sorry for not acknowledging you in all our ways and for leaning to our own understanding, Father. And we thank you, Father, for we know that we that you have forgiven us and we receive your forgiveness because we're an advocate with the Father. And we receive your forgiveness right now, Lord God. In Jesus' name, we pray, Father, and we just thank you for bringing back the word when the spirit of fear come, Father, that we will find the verb in your word so we can act on your word, so we can be doers of your words and not hearers only. I'm ending it here. You guys, please share this YouTube video. Subscribe to my page, Dean Martin. Subscribe to my podcast on Anchor FM, Parley Martin, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and a few other um, podcast locations. You guys keep looking for the good in your day. And remember, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own understanding, but acknowledge Him in all.